Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Music Movies and Madness, our 50th episode and part two of a two-part show where we look at the music and movies of the 1930s. On last week's show, we listened to the music of the 30s and this week, we're now watching the flicks from the golden age of Hollywood. That's enough from me. Sit back, relax, put your feet up and enjoy. Over to you, Ian. Thanks, Dave. We're going to do a little movie review now, so I'm, I can't wait for this. And let's go in the reverse order, shall we? David, how would you like to kick us off with your 19th... What year did you go for in the end, man? I went for 39, and mm -hmm. I went for something that um, I had never... Re well, I had watched when I was little, but totally couldn't remember it. Um, sat down and watched it the other day with the kids, Ethan... Just kept saying, "This is cringe, Dad. This is so cringe." <laughs> um, couldn't he? He and you know what? And he got through. Um, we we got through three quarters of it and um, paused it because it was getting late, and he got so angry with me for pausing it. Uh, and I said, "Well, we'll have to watch it later in the week, mate, when you got some time." And he's like, "I want to watch it now." And I said, "I thought you said it was cringe." So oh, it, 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 it got off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. We hear he is the wizard of whiz, if ever a whiz there was. If ever oh ever a whiz there was, the wizard of Oz is one because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. We're off to see the oh, wizard. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it is fun, but my goodness, there are some L scenes lyrics there. by Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was interesting with the with the um with the Snow White. Um, I think the MGM people had this movie, um, Wizard of Oz, in the back for quite mm. some time in the plans, but then they saw um. Snow White, they were like green lit it overnight because they were like, yeah, man, we can make some coin off this because if these guys love it, then yeah, wait till they see Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's a scene in there which just when I watch it, I'm sort of attracted to it for all the wrong Ooh. reasons. Oh, is this how well do you know the movie? <laughs> yeah. It's like there's oh, a scene in there. Study. Oh. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's a family show. Um, <laughs> There's a scene in there where Dorothy, when she first enters, um, and, and it turns to color, and she enters the whatever the hell, hell Oz or whatever the fantasy oh, land, the land of Oz, the land yeah. of Oz, and and the um, and the wicked, I oh, know it's the, the good witch of the north, I think it is. Um, she's a stoner from way back. <laughs> Honestly, you got to watch that scene. She's like La La Land and. Dorothy, she, you know, when Dorothy gets the red shoes, it's just, it's brilliant. It's sort of, you could see that, um, you could see why someone sort of associated with Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, right? It's got just lunacy. Yeah. Oh, it's just out there. So, this film, obviously, it's it's um it's a classic, and it's a classic for many reasons. First major film to use Technicolor. Do you remember that from the uh, Looney Tunes and the Bugs Bunny? Oh, back yeah. in the seventies, guys, when you know mm -hmm. we're watching all those reruns in the eighties, Technicolor was huge and um, mm -hmm. groundbreaking. I mean, they used some. There's still some scenes in there which the special effects, and I th I'm thinking of the twist of the tornado right at the start, oh, yeah, yeah, Sepia, yeah. and they've got the twist in the background. 
and they've just literally got they're just using um depth of sort of depth of field or what is it false perspective sorry false perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. on the on, on the thing and they've got some sort of prop like a rope or something like that and they're sort of twirling that around in the background and blowing dust and sand across the set and they've got Dorothy you know set at the right sort of distance to make it look like she's in perspective it's just so clever and it still looks good my daughter said to me dad that looks real is that real and I'm like I don't know it looks real to me <laughs> and it's you know no CGI Fabulous. In so um, but uh, you know fun fact the dog Toto got paid more than some of the Munchkin actors. Yeah, I think deservedly so. When you look at those Munchkins, did you know? You know, you know, the Munchkins are the little people. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, a couple of things: there weren't enough little people around that could act. So they pulled in kids and put them in the in the background, so you couldn't tell they were kids. Some of those Munchkins t- turned up on set. That's the safari. Absolutely drunk, either drunk or hungover. <laughs> And the, the, it got so bad that the director's producers had to get chaperones for them so that they didn't go to the pub immediately the night before they had to shoot. Um, yeah. Toto's salary, as a result, was 125 bucks a week for her role in the film. Her. Um, more than some of the human actors like the Munchkins, who made about 50 to 100 bucks a week. <laughs> go Toto! <laughs> and they're basically Oompa Loompas, aren't they? It's the same uh, I think thing. it must have been. Some yeah, it is. Got, yeah. And and, yeah. and the amount of pop culture references that came from that film, you know, like fly my pretties fly. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember it on The Simpsons, fly fly my pretties fly and the monkeys and they like fall out. <laughs> and just goes flat. It's so trippy. It is just Who wrote who wrote the book? The book oh, on nineteen hundred. Yeah, it came out in nineteen hundred. Yeah, it's but it's out there now. During, during the 30s, there was tons of weird films. There were superhero films like Flash Gordon and mm. weird trippy shit like that. And there were like monster movies, loads of that. And I looked at it and went, Yeah, but yeah. you gotta think of think of the drugs that were floating around, heroin, opium. They're they're pretty good drugs, man. And and yeah, they are. <laughs> and they were pure too. Um and you know, nothing's changed. We've got superhero movies now right. and monster movies with killer bears on cocaine so i mean actually you know what we're still changed. in the 30s yeah <laughs> thanks dave martin what have you got we're talking about monster movies i've gone with the king of the monsters mr kong, mr. king kong. kong. okay 1933 king kong came out early 30s right yeah and still you know um on the likes of Rotten Tomatoes, it is ranked as the greatest horror film of all time. No. Yeah. Horror? Oh, I guess it's kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was meant to be, you know, a horror movie, and it probably freaked quite a few people out when it came out. Um, Yeah, um, it was directed by Marion C. Cooper and Ernest B. Shodasak. (laughs) Oh, Shodasak. Yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest not, B. Not the Love Shack, but the Shoulder Shack. <laughs> Shoulder Shack, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, I can remember watching it as a kid and thinking, wow, you know, it's cool. It just sucks you in as a movie, you know, regardless of how the effects kind of look and stuff. Um, it, it, you know, and, and in some respects, those effects, some of those effects do actually still stand up pretty good, you know, considering 
you know, we're talking nearly a hundred years old now. How did they uh, do this? Did they do it like bit by bit with yeah, the stop, arms and all that? Stop, stop motion. Yeah. So stop literally motion like stuff. move one yep. arm a little bit, take the next shot, move the arm again. And apparently it was taking, um, it was stupidly hard for them to actually kind of get it all together. And they were like pulling like, you know, 48 hour shifts to actually get the shots and stuff because they couldn't, Amazing. they couldn't leave it. If they were halfway through a scene, they had to do the entire scene because otherwise the lighting would change or something, you know, and they'd be screwed and it wouldn't, you'd lose the continuation of it. So they literally just pulled like all nighters to actually film those, those kind of shots and stuff. You know, if you watch the scene where you've got Kong fighting the T-Rex, you know, um, it, yeah, it stands up so well. It's amazing. And how many, do you got, did you, did you read or find out how many people were, were involved in like, one of those sort of scenes to make that happen? <laughs> two. Just two people. Two people. On a um, day and night, Jesus. Yeah, and later on, like, um, one of the guys, Willis H. O'Brien, who was, like, the main animator, um, he uh, his protege was um, Ray Harryhausen, who went on to do, you know, numerous monster movies, like the Sinbad movies and, uh, oh. you know, all of that kind of stuff, um, and became, like, the name for like stop motion stuff, but he, he learns it from this guy. Um, yeah. Um, interestingly, like it was quite controversial actually at the time as well as the, 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 for the movie. Um, this was prior to like ratings. Mm. So there wasn't like, you know, R rated or oh, yeah. R18 or, or 15 or whatever. Ship, yeah. yeah. It wasn't there. They didn't have it at the time. But so what they, they found was there were certain like scenes within it that, over time were progressively cut from the movie and like, over the course of like, you know, 10 years or so more and more bits got cut out on, under the grounds of decency and uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And it was mainly things like, you know, Kong biting somebody um, or, or stepping on somebody or that was um, violence. yeah, there was a scene where he picks up a, a, a woman thinking it, it's, you know, um, uh, and the one that he falls in love with, and it's not, and so he just flings it away, <laughs> stuff like that. So those kinds of things, and, and, and it wasn't a case of them just like cutting those scenes out and then like storing them somewhere. They just burned it, they were gone. Wow. And Damn. it wasn't until 1969 that they found a copy, a 16 millimeter print of it that had some of that footage. And then progressively over the next like 10 years or so, they found another print and then another print. And they've basically managed to restore it from these like bits from like all these different print versions of it that they found, mm. like original prints. Um, and it wasn't really until like the mid eighties before they actually got to the point where they could actually restore it and actually put it back as a whole film. So, you know, it's nearly 70, what's that? 50 years later before they could actually get a complete cut again. Yeah, because in, in um, 34, that dreadful Hayes Code came into play. Um, have you, did you guys find it when you were doing your research about the Hayes Code? No. Yeah, totally. Um, um, it was a self-imposed industry standard of guidelines set for all motion pictures between, believe it or not, 34 and 68, which prohibited profanity, nudity, graphic or realistic violence. Um, or sexual pers persuasion. So they had this code that went for years and years because they, the Puritans, as the, the Cole Porter song before, those Cole Puritans and Plymouth Rock came back again. 
and they got it all upset with what things were, well, you know, everything's going on. So they put the hammer down on Hollywood, and Hollywood had to find other ways around they it. They shifted it to mm. off camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it had a it's had it had a huge influence. Um, before that, you could have couples in bed, and then afterwards, all married couples had separate beds, and all mm. with clothes on. No looking at her stockings. That's right. No looking at those stockings. Don't, don't no. Yeah. yeah. So that song yeah. was hilarious because it was poking fun at probably stuff like this haze code. Mm. There was uh there was one scene that um the studio themselves thought was too gruesome um oh. and cut out. Um and, and that has been lost. But oh. in the if you watch the Peter Jackson movie, he actually recreates that scene and it was basically the scene where you have the, the giant insects like the spider and the and the caterpillar thing or the, the and it kind of goes over the guy's head and stuff well that scene you know the, the studio just basically said it was just far too gruesome and, and couldn't possibly have shown in so they cut it out at that point and that that is now gone forever yeah oh interesting yeah, yeah. that that, uh, that, re that remake he made was dreadful yeah i mean it looked nice but yeah, you know, you can't beat the original one really. Is is Kong uh does it have music all the way through it? Yeah, it does. It's got a, a pretty cool soundtrack actually. It's by a guy called mm. Max Steiner. Um it's very dramatic as a score, um, goes very dark. I think like John Williams probably was influenced by for things like Temple of Doom, you know, with like the right. with the yeah, with the, right the, the chanting and the drumming and stuff. Because yeah. the scenes that are on the Skull Island kind of thing at the start, you know, are actually really dark. They're pretty intense to watch. Um, mm. A lot of those um, older movies had a lot of music through them. Yeah. You know, if they weren't a musical, mm. if it was actually a movie. And uh, I think maybe that's been lost a little bit these days, perhaps, because movies move quicker and there's so much going on. Um, you know. Mm. Yeah, true. Uh, quite an interesting thing with it as well actually it's it's 100 minutes long and yeah. you, you know it's pretty long for a movie in 1933 yeah, right that is long hell yeah yeah um and then they actually re re-released it and um added more music to it and there's an overture and that took up to 104 minutes so it's kind of interesting so i don't know if that was before the movie started or after it it's like like a credits thing but there weren't any credits you know it just like over, over just generally at the beginning isn't it yeah normally normally yeah yeah um, those those that, that that was a time where those credit yeah credits were at the start of the movie weren't they hmm. they rolled on first yeah thanks martin for that review there on the mighty king kong 1930 what three Th three 33 glenn how far back did you go, man? 37. 37. Yeah. Yep. And this is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, as sort of mentioned before. Um, it was Disney um, Studios' first full feature length. Um, everybody thought Walt Disney and his crew were mad um, because mm. only cartoons are those silly little things at the beginning of a film and the shorts. Mm. And and while he'd had a lot of success with those, um, they weren't making any money. Um, so he recognised with with his brother that they needed to go into full length movies. And basically, if Snow White failed, that would have been the end of Disney. Um, 
that was pretty much that Wow. and it was regarded as Disney's folly was what everybody thought in around town Wow. um and it cost well over half a million dollars to put it Dang. together which would have been huge money That's back massive. in the day Yeah. the whole organization basically was involved in making it in some way and he hired anybody that almost could draw um <laughs> and thankfully you know there was a lot of people around uh, because well they needed work and he was one of the few places that was offering work so they put in everything they had um and you know phenomenal designers and concept designers kind of like the ralph macquarie's of the day um you know to set sort of what the look and feel of this thing should be and snow white was selected because i think well doesn't he just love that story first so they went with that and i think you know they didn't have to pay the grim brothers they've been well gone um so you know cha-ching um and then um you know put it to put it together and you know if it, it must have been the avatar of its time fully and, and as david said in glorious technicolor um so boom when people went into it they were blowing away um it had music and songs all the way through and as i said before it holds it all together and that was one of the few things that i sort of missed actually i was like where are the pauses in this thing is there a pause coming up and when there's like no actual music or anything it just still held it all together um and that particularly 30s shrill singing um you know it wasn't but it sort of set the blueprint you know everything disney basically was and became came from this film um it's a bit of a shame that some of the darker stuff didn't get remote keep in there like this and pinocchio but yeah Which is incredible, grant really, when you think about it, because you've got to remember at that time, they were smashing out stuff like um, uh, like Popeye, Mickey, Mickey Mouse was way back when. Yeah, yeah, So, I mean, well, cartoons they, they were the quite same well thing, received, right? It's not like but a they new were, thing. no, no, but they were short, and they Hmm. were those little bits beforehand, and the idea of doing a full-length movie Yeah. in one of these type of formats was regarded as, oh, it won't, it'll never make it, it's, Man, genius, it's just, just genius. silly, silly kid stuff, um, and Yeah, clever man. then, you know, everyone went to it, uh, they were running out of money, so they got a banker in to have a look at some of the early stuff, like, you know, the some of the drawings and watching it banker said nothing and they were all shitting themselves when he left and he left and they asked him when he was about to hop into the car he says so you know how did it go and he's like yeah that thing's going to make a huge amount of money go for it you'll give you what you need um thankfully you know this banker guy was like yeah man i can see this coming um and it did and it blew up and again um hi-ho and all of those songs were all on singles they all made good money off those particularly and well that launched the uh the mouse empire really so yeah i watched it last night and it was it was really interesting it was, right uh, the drawings of the witch i love the evil queen she's amazing wonderful drawings and made it look macabre and everything it's really cool it's super cool And, you know, the animals are all super cutesy and, you know, that's very Disney. But, man, the evil queen looked great. They obviously had a thing about dwarves 
in the thirties, yeah, didn't they? Then, Short yeah. people and dwarfs and umpalumpas and know, maybe oh, no, it's not just, yeah, Umpalumpus. Yeah, they were. They came a little bit later, eh? But well, yes, yeah. yeah, that's like Dave was saying. They wanted they had short people, didn't they? Yeah, yeah a bit of trivia about it as well. Man. At the Oscars, uh, they gave Walt Disney a full size Oscar and seven small sized ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it cleaned up, eh? It really did, and and then lit and green lit so many other. Um, movies and really kind of put fantasy on the map, really. Um, yeah, so thanks. He was a brave man, Mr. Oh, Walt. they, they, they basically, yeah, had an idea and he, he drove everybody pretty hard. Um, but, um, well, it was, it was basically win it or bin it, really. And then they, and they did. And it's so uh, it will probably be now what maybe the one of the two biggest movie empires, Disney. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it's monster, right? Yeah. The biggest, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, 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 with Marvel and everything associated with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So um fan fabulous. The film actually was pretty fun. Um, you know, it's it's certainly dated, obviously, but I can imagine what it must have been like. It would have been like when we went and saw Avatar. It's like, whoa, this is flash ass. Scary to kind of think, really, that we're not that far off from those movies reaching 100, you know? Totally. I was explaining to the kids, this is nearly 100 years old. Because they were like, why Why does yeah, she talk yes. funny? I said, they all talk mm. funny. Yes, they all talk. Yeah, but they, yeah, they, of, of that time, yeah. People like had the elocution lessons. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, walking with a walk, walking with a teapot on your head or whatever yeah, to keep you know. <laughs> every time someone mentions you, you know, you know. That's right, damn. Oh, I was watching the uh, the Great English Sewing Bee the other day as well, and guess what? The the episode for last week was the nineteen thirties, and they had to make certain dresses, and this is when Coco Chanel came along with her legendary designs from paris and stuff like that so the 30s really there was so much change in that and those designs went into movies and mm -hmm. because of the Hayes code before they couldn't show much so they had these figure hugging beautiful gowns to show all the shapes of the uh, of the female actors and stuff so yet all those wonderful gowns becoming around because of these bizarre laws or rules associated with nudity etc so yeah people got around it in different ways which was really cool well art, art art era, deco. Era, yeah exactly the art deco and, and that stylistic in the 30s was, um, at its prime yeah yeah totally yeah oh, great thanks glenn there you go this is snow white and the seven dwarfs yeah brilliant i went uh well can i, can I, I guess yours ian can i guess yours yeah 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 gone with the wind Ah, oh, because that because I'm a romantic. You are, was mate. That... You're a big romantic. <laughs> what was that in that? What was that? What year was that one? That was oh. late thirties, wasn't it? Gone with the wind. I have no idea. I don't. I don't know. You Google that. You're Gone wrong. With the wind was done in thirty nine. Hmm. Oh right. Yeah. No, you're 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 very wrong. I uh, <laughs> sorry, mate. I... <laughs> but I I have beat all of you fellas. I went. I've gone way back way back even back before you martin and uh 
I wanted to challenge birth, myself. Birth of Jesus. Birth of <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the bloody dinosaurs, mate. You've gone to Jurassic Park, have you? Sorry, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> it was so old, the movie I chose, you can't actually watch it. <laughs> so you're reviewing no, I, a movie that yeah, you bro. can't... <laughs> doesn't actually exist it's like, no i went for i wanted to challenge myself because i love musicals and i've watched most musicals because i think they're fantastic and so i didn't want to choose a musical and i and i didn't want to go for something so popular but i've never in my life watched a silent movie before so i chose the king of silent movies charlie chaplin and yeah the, the movie i chose was called city lights and um have you guys ever watched a silent movie no never when we were kids again like they used to show like all the harold lloyd and charlie chaplin and, and lauren hardy stuff like it used to just be on in like the afternoons when there was like you know the the football was cancelled because of the weather or something. They just throw one of those on like, just to fill a stopgap. So yeah, we were raised on those, loved them. Harold Lloyd was just amazing. Like, because he used to do the stunts and stuff, you know, like for real, like hanging off the clock face and stuff like that. And it was just like, this guy's nuts. You know? <laughs> amazing. Dave, have you ever seen one, Dave? A silent movie? Uh, are you doing the... Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Our listeners can't see your face, but yeah, he's miming to me. <laughs> I have not. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, so you, so there's so two on our panel, but I think again, the listeners, if you've never watched a silent movie, I think you should go and watch City Lights by Charlie Chapman. And what's I, there was loads of really interesting things about the movie for me. Uh, the first interesting thing was. I, I know Charlie Chaplin in my mind's eye. He's got the little pencil moustache, the top mm. hat, big shoes. you got him there. And actually, when you watch him in a full movie, he does look a little bit different to what you think and or what you've seen him drawn as or pictured. So that was quite interesting. How did you watch this thing out of the curiosity? When you said you can't find it. So how did you watch it? Oh, no, I was joking about that. No, of course oh, you can't right. find it. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! And uh, lost a bit from King Kong as well. <laughs> yeah, I watched that. <laughs> so yeah, but he's uh, he's an interesting guy to watch. It's not what you kind of think. And um, then you've got to you've got to kind of get your head around the structure of a silent movie because it's obviously silent. So there's music. There's music through it. The whole thing. Piano mostly just piano but then you get the little the little blurb that comes on the screen and uh it's you know in hyphenation it's her saying get your hands off me and then it plops off the screen again and he sort of gets a slap around the chops or whatever <laughs> and the villain with the curly mustache on the top yeah, of that, like, you know the railway tracks and stuff like that yeah yeah and it, yeah, and it gives you another little blip, ha 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 ha, and then it blips off, and so it's quite interesting to, as a format. You, it took me a while to get my head around it, and um, it's just hilarious because they, 
the lips i don't know if they actually were saying a script but it, they kind of don't really say they're like those really bad overdubbed sort of chinese kung fu movies and then it comes later <laughs> it's one of those things but again it for me it adds to the character of it you actually that's quite an enjoyment to watch how they're making it and i don't know if they're prompted to say it as this blips coming on the screen or whatever um so that, that i really found that quite fascinating and then his acting and charlie chaplin i don't know really anything about him apart from he was really famous um but his acting is so good um the movie is i think i don't think i've laughed at a movie for quite a while and it made me laugh like genuinely from the belly you know who can you think of in the modern day is heavily influenced by charlie chapman oh mr bean thing right totally and he mr. references bean. yeah rowan atkinson references charlie chapman has been massive influence in his career oh does he and i mean it's not it's not the same obviously but you know he does try to communicate that comedy through non-spoken ways and that's why it's become such an international success because it was screened <laughs> i was in china mainland communist china watching mr bean episodes wow you know and there everyone go. got it totally got it yeah 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 Laughing yeah just because just because of the acting yeah 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 oh i mean it's great but the, this this movie um city lights 1931 it's um directed produced by charlie chaplin he's the main actor uh it's basically he's a tramp which was his, one of his main characters and he falls in love with a blind girl and so you have a silent movie with a blind girl in it and it's just fantastic um it's it's very very funny what's some give me some blip on it the budget was 1.5 million box office 4.25 million oh, huge huge well, yeah, it's bloody tripled its money yeah yeah and and again it's just got i just love it it's just got that jingly jangly piano and he's sort of walking along falling over a i don't know tripping over something or whatever but yeah go and watch that it's i i don't think i'd watch another silent movie but i certainly enjoyed watching one it was a challenge and i quite enjoyed the the challenge it, it does go on a little bit but it was actually funny genuinely it's, mm. like, it's like the laurel hardy stuff it's just you just watch it and you find yourself just rolling about with laughter because it's mm. just the physical comedy is just amazing you know so again um, th those two guys i know exactly who they are but i've never watched any of their stuff it's brilliant stuff there's mm. got to be clips of it on YouTube and stuff. Just watch some mm -hmm. of it because it, it will just crack you up. They're so good. So good. Yeah. No, I think these guys, were they had their own moments of genius. And, um, yeah. But that, I think that's a, that's a nice little wrap for the 1930s, I suppose we should call it, 30 to 39. I think we've covered most of those years around that time boys dirty well done 30s, the dirty 30s, I, I, I think so eh? Mm. just um just news to hand um snow white made 418 million wow um, and, and 
and uh, yeah, and its entire lifetime. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh well, yeah. according to the old uh, Wikipedia, one point five, and it returned um, four hundred eighteen. Jeepers! That's yeah. got to be in its. That's, that's got to be in its entirety. Right? That's big. Yeah, I, know. I mean, it's probably yeah, yeah. The, the, the the full sort of lifespan and the, the and the re-releases yeah. and all that, but four hundred and eighteen. Mm. You know the most profit, profitable um, Hollywood movie of all time. Wasn't yeah, what a world. What a world. No. The most uh, profitable movie ever. Like Ooh. in terms of what it cost versus what it made. Yeah. That ratio. Oh gosh. Um, was it animated? No. It was it acted? We, was it? If we're talking percentages, Martin, or dollars? Dollars. Dollars. Okay. Oh god. Big blockbuster mm-hmm. then. No, I. No, I wouldn't know. It was a horror movie. But it wasn't Blair Witch. Paranormal Activity. It cost 17 grand to make and made over $135 million. That's awesome, eh? That is the guy you want managing your business. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Have you seen it, Martin? No, I don't like horror movies. No, me neither. No, I never <laughs> Neither do I. We've, got, we've, we've all got wow. one thing in common. None of us like horror. I did not know that. No, that's interesting, eh? No, I'd Isn't rather take it? a good rom-com over a movie, uh, a horror any day. Yeah, fascinating. Well, hey, listeners, thank you for for uh, for, for jumping in on um, the show this week. It's been lovely to take you on a trip down memory lane. And uh, I guess we'll meet again. But I kind of know when. When I kind of know where, and I kind of know when. <laughs> it's probably going to be Monday next week. Yeah, I'm off to see um, the wizard. <laughs> if you've got, I, I wonder if you've got any, um, if you've got any favourite '30s stuff. Maybe song links might be nice if you want to stick them on our Facebook page. Listeners, whack them up there because we can always check them out. Yeah, it's good night from me and the guys, I guess. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks, Ian. Good job. Okay. Good night, guys.